Welcome to our second show of the week. We are incredibly fortunate to be joined today with Peter Dante. A Connecticut native, Peter is an actor, comedian, singer, and entertainer, frequently appearing in Happy Madison Productions, founded by Adam Sandler. His spots in movies include Little Nicky, The Waterboy, Mr. Deeds, Grown Ups 2, and of course his most notable lead role as Dante in Grandma's Boy. Uh, while his resume is extremely impressive, what's important to us is that Pete is a massive, massive lacrosse fan. He's a graduate of Hofstra University where he played lacrosse for the legend John Donowski and has been a beacon of support for the growth of the game out west. Given recent early success of Hosher this year, we couldn't think of a better guest to appear on this, on this week's show. Pete, thanks so much for coming out, man. Can't thank you enough. For, thanks, uh, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. And Coach Towers, thanks, boy. Love you. And great dude, great to have you. That? Great to have you, Peter. Uh, you know, just a little background on old Pete. Uh, I first met Pete when uh, we were juniors in high school. He was uh, playing for Conard High School, which was about 17-4, and four, going into the state semifinals against our you know, 17-1 and one New Canaan team, and we heard that they had two good players. They had some kid with tan legs who wouldn't shut his mouth, and they had a fat <laughs> Irish defenseman. And it took me about uh, two steps off the bus to figure out which one was Pete. Needless to say, he wasn't a fat Irish defenseman. Uh, you know, we won the game that day, but I'm not sure that we won the first sparring match, which continues to this day as Peter is a true wordsmith, as we will find out. I'll tell you this. Minutes. Yeah, those of you that don't know, Ryan obviously knows this. Andrew is the best face-off man of all time. So when you go against someone like that and you're already aware of it because he won the thing at the Rutgers camp when we were younger, and I heard, heard his name everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's talking about him. So every time he beats me in a face-off and they continue to shellac us, I had a smile on my face every time yep. we face off. And he's like, what's with the smile? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, we're here, dude. You know what I mean? Let's have fun. It's lacrosse. I, that's how much I enjoy this sport of lacrosse. You understand? Even getting my ass kicked, losing every face-off, and maybe going 2-2 two and two in a 17-4 to four loss, or 20, it could have been, because we always got killed by New Canaan. I always had fun, because I got to face off against that guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I still remember, we come up, and, you know, we go up 6-1 at the end of the first quarter. He comes out smiling, <laughs> we're going to win. We're up 12-2 at halftime. He's smiling, <laughs> we're going to win. You know, it gets all the way down to about the fourth quarter. We're up, like, 16-1. to We come back, and we're still talking smack. And he still thinks he's going to win. And there's 30 seconds. Uh, you can't coach confidence, but this guy certainly is a pillar of it. Peter, we're going to get right into it, you sick kid. Hence why uh, I went to Hofstra, not Brown, by the way. <laughs> and well, Fort you know Union, not Lawrenceville. Okay. Not Lawrenceville. Listen, every, everybody's got a different path. Everybody's got a different yeah. path here. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. You know, some are more affordable than less. Mine was not affordable. Uh, as I always tell everybody, you know, the one good thing about seven years at Brown is you end up with all the scoring records. The bad thing is you've got to pay for it, which sucks. Uh, that's, that's right. The one, yeah, the one terrible thing about the Ivies is they don't give you full scholarships. Terrible. That's very terrible true. Idea. Scholarship for life yeah. is what we used to say when we recruited at Dartmouth. Uh, well, well I, I, you, better, you better say something like that when you're recruiting at Dartmouth. <laughs> it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Okay, not the easiest, uh, place, not the easiest place to get an individual to come to. I'm sure that's that's very true. 
Pete, we're going to get right into it. You know, obviously, as a for those of you out there, you know, Pete went played Hofstra, played at Hofstra lacrosse for legendary coach John Donowski. Pete, uh, I don't know. Obviously, know you're very passionate about Hofstra, but you know, seeing them get off to a two and zero start with a win in Chapel Hill, ten five over the Tar Heels, and then to come back and beat annual powerhouse. Princeton Tigers at home, eleven to ten in overtime. You know what do you? What well, do you see, that's funny. Let's go. Let's let's touch it. the the UNC thing. Obviously, was an anomaly. Um, unbelievable. I think the uh, uh, to tell you the God's honest truth, the, the real there's three key factors right now that are going on. It's the it's the goalie who uh, what's his name Jack Concanon. I think the kid from Lindenhurst. Yeah, Concanon. Saint Anthony, Saint Anthony's kid, right? Yep. He is a Stug. great goalie, dude. Uh, he, they, they thought the transition from Chris Selva, who was a great goalie, good friend of mine, is yep. coaching at Dartmouth now. Um, I mean, pardon me, coaching at Delaware. Kids coaching at Delaware right this second. He was a yep. great goalie, but they thought the transition was going to be a little bit more difficult than it was. This other kid moved in smoothly. Because obviously, who pretensed Chris Selva was Andrew Gavazin, who was a great goalie. So the goalie position has been really strong in Hofstra for a while now. But we just haven't been, been able to outscore people. And now with Sam Lenoris being a senior, and then <laughs> and then our Canadian boy, <laughs> jo, uh, Byrne, Josh Byrne. Yeah, Josh guy, Byrne, yeah. Josh Byrne, uh, the BC kid who uh, was Nassau Community College, you know, leading scorer last year or whatever, won. He's been, he's been an MVP everywhere he's played. This kid's ready. We need yeah, someone we, like he, that. We don't, yeah, we don't we, have uh, a guy like that. Brother. Was worked with John Hess and B.J. Prager, two Princeton grads that, you know, won national championships, John, won three, B.J. won, I think one, maybe two. You know, they saw the Hofstra-Princeton game, and they said that Josh Byrne looks like a first-team All-American candidate. Certainly, wow. to form a one-two punch with Sam Linares, that's going to make Hofstra a very, very scary team. Ryan had spoke, uh, you know, this week about Con Cannon, their goalie, and uh, we're glad that you brought that up. That guy is a beast. R.D.? You kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what are the true differences uh, from this year's team from years past, you know, outside All right, of the goalies? Well, you know, Ryan, well, dude, let me tell you something. Ryan, there's been a lot of bad luck. I was on the sideline for the ND game a few years back when Gavazin was the goalie, and they lost by one, I think, in OT. They tied yeah. up and went up by one and then lost by one. That became their – no no disrespect to Seth because I love him, but that became their, you know, their norm to lose by a goal, and that's unacceptable. <laughs> you, you can't lose leads and you can't lose by a goal, you know. I am now the uh, head coach of my son's independent high school team called the L.A. Riptide. We are a first-year team. We're probably going to get shellacked, but my defense is strong and i got a great goalie, and I have my, I have my son and I have a – and one true lefty, just like Josh Byrne, one of those kids that can grip it and rip it. So, I myself, I'm looking for a 500 season this year. You know, first game's on Sunday at 10 a.m. against some team from Long Beach. Don't know who they are. Don't care. I coach the game. <laughs> I coach the game like I played the game very much. So, uh, free a free spirit with good fundamentals who just enjoys it and make sure you have fun. I'll call timeout if I'm getting beat 10 to nothing and make the kids laugh. You know, like – it's, to me, I feel I feel that every time you congregate on a lax field, it's supposed to be a fun thing more than you know too serious. And I also think that I think that Seth Tierney, as a coach, has relaxed himself a little bit more now. He's a uh, you know intense guy. Obviously, Billy Tierney's nephew, you know the Levittown guy who 
what's the Princeton? Where is he now? Denver? Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. He, so he's a. It, it must be tough being the nephew of, of Billy Tierney because I remember once he got to Princeton, Andrew, when we were in college, we immediately we won a goal. We won by a goal at Hofstra the first year, I think, and then the second year we went over to the woods in Princeton, New Jersey, you know, those, those little little woods out past that hockey. I know those got. woods, yeah. <laughs> we got beat by them. They ran, the, you know, they took the air out of the ball and beat us by, I think, two goals, probably 9-7 or something. Right. Because, you know, obviously, that was, that was just he did the 2-2-2, two, 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 remember? Yep, the first guy that ever took the air out of the rock and wax. It was impressive to and, see. Uh, you know, Seth well, Perry, especially during the – he's. He did it during the Roy, during the Roy Simmons. Oh, that's the way that I, you beat teams you know that are I mean? deeper than you, right? I mean, he's he's the right. one that took Pete Carrill's basketball model at Princeton. I still remember my freshman year at Brown, staying at Jay McMahon's house in Long Island the night before we played CW Post and watching Princeton play uh, mm-hmm. UCLA in the national tournament. And they slowed the ball completely down, eliminated the total number of possessions that each team got, and won a close game. And, of course, yep. for Bill Tierney to take that model, realizing the similarities between basketball and lacrosse, you know, you got to hand it to him. And and he did that, yep. ended up beating teams with deeper, better players, and, you know, sure enough, through success on the field, was gradually able to, you know, recruit the Kevin Lowe's and Jesse Hubbard's and John Hess and David Moore right. and these guys. Right. And then he ended up having better players than everybody else and then had the luxury of either beating you 19 to, you know, 13 how or funny is 7 that? to 6. It's just well, the guy's a genius. Let's touch, yeah. let's, touch on, uh, let's touch on him and John Donowski's past and where they came from. One, Billy Tierney from, from uh, Levittown High School. Levittown uh, went from Levittown to Princeton to Denver. John Donowski, East Meadow, East Meadow Jet. <laughs> Went to I think maybe he played at Ruck. He played at Rutgers. Uh, he might yeah. have been a graduate assistant there. Um, and then Flying Dutchman, obviously go Dutch, Pride, whatever. No. <laughs> um, and he then he obviously the unfortunate situation that happened at Duke. He ends up coaching his son in the national championship. And I used to babysit for Matt. We believe me, close John Donowski, I must state as a coach treated us like his own kids. He was. Uh, hard on us when we needed it and obviously I needed it that often <laughs> and he was loving when we needed it and he would walk into the shower if you had a good game or even if you had a tough game and he'd walk in the shower and tell you how he felt about it and it always made you feel better for some reason you know you, you and, classify you know, him as a player's coach Peter yes I love him yes I would classify him as a player's coach and I and a very good teacher of life lessons which is most important about coaching lacrosse is that people do not get paid much money for lacrosse, as we know. So as you played on, you know, every pro team they had back in the day for $5. Anyways, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the existence of you getting a full scholarship, if you can, or even just playing, is you become part of this fraternity in this community that are very successful people, fun people, great people to be around. That's the kind of thing that you need to know about lacrosse. It's not really even the game's the game. It goes back to the Indians, obviously, the way they settled their land. And that's why we respect and adore and love it the way we do. But I also think that it's just, it's more, it's much more about lacrosse than the fundamentals and how it's the most creative artistic sport ever is, to me, it's more of that's how your life should be. You know what I mean? You should anything you can do on the lacrosse field, you should be able to do in life. And and, and if that doesn't make sense to people, they just don't get it. 
Well, I, I like your creativity, Peter. You've always been one of my most creative friends, and I think when you, uh, you know, you align creativity with the mindset of, uh, you know, running with scissors while playing with matches <laughs> by the pool. I think what you get is uh, the spirit of fused with the, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, it, but I think you touched on it. I think that you know one of the things that make great coaches. I think you have you know, a couple of different types of styles of coaches. And I look at, you know, the job that Don, John Zanowski has done at Duke, and I kind of compare it to Phil Jackson when he was on the Bulls. I didn't play for Coach Zanowski, but, you know, let's face it, he's established himself as arguably the best coach in the sport, uh, certainly in the top, you know, two or three guys. And I think that when you get to the level that he's at and you are coaching the best players on the planet, I think it's every bit as much about managing you know, egos, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, as it is X's and O's and everything else. And he seems to be a master at being able to draw the best out of the people in his program. And maybe that goes back to him treating them as people, as you referenced. Uh, well, you know, it's so funny. Your, Dave, yeah, Andrew, hold on. Let me tell you about that. The, the real thing also with guys like that, I'm sure Phil Jackson's the exact same way. I don't know him, but um, I know Bill Cower and I know guys like that. I think that what they really do. I have the honestly, same hairline as Phil Cowher. I know you guys. You guys look alike, but you're a little better looking. Uh, <laughs> I can remember, dude, like at 6 a.m. workouts, how he made every kid feel the same. It didn't matter if you were the best kid on the team or the worst kid on the team, or he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Every single human felt the exact same way the way he treated you. You know? Right. It's and, and of course, and then. And then, of course, behind closed doors, he knows how to treat each individual like you need to, one-on-one, yeah. obviously. On a lacrosse team, you need to be in every single kid's head and mind and, you know, life. If you're not, then, you're, then they're losing and you're losing. <laughs> so no, no, no favoritism when speaking to the group, obviously. Everybody's equal. At all. But, At all. but tailors right. his, motivation, his motivational approach to the, you know, the hot buttons of each particular person within his program. Yeah. Well, that yeah. shows why he's why he's got you know the rings that he has. Uh, moving on to the next question, Pete. Uh, you referenced obviously that you're coaching the LA Riptide. Uh, you know what? Can, can you give us kind of a, a, a quick rundown of your past and current involvement in the development of lacrosse on the West Coast? When did you get out there? Where was the sport when you got there? Where do you see it now? And what does it wow. have to do to uh, continue its progress? I know that's a long question. Cool. For that question, I hope you have three and a half hours. Just kidding. I, <laughs> dude, I, you know, well, I got I got Time is what I do have. Bill Cowan's there a lot. I, I uh, no, we all have practice later. We all have to coach. I know that. So, um, no, I got redshirted in '91, uh, my junior year, and uh, Dino was like, you know, dude, you get to stay here for another two years. It's going to be cool. And uh, I uh, got a hold of a guy named Dave Gross and John and another kid who played at Rutgers because they were the head coach of San Diego State at the time. Yeah, Carolina <laughs> and, uh, Gross. Yes, Dave Gross. That's right, Carolina Gross. Yes, that blonde-haired yeah. kid, good guy. Uh, they, um, 
Yeah, not Princeton, Grossie. Not 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 body by Jake Spartan. Um, <laughs> and not Red Slurpy MLL Commissioner Grossie, right. Dave Grossie. That's a right. shout out to you, you yeah. sick kid. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, we uh they established me residency and I transferred out to San Diego State, uh, home of the Aztecs and um my career as a lax player there, I really didn't I was concerned when you saw teams that you were playing against not being able to catch and throw at all. <laughs> Practice uh, being able to run through people worse than we ever did in our lives. And like, wow, game, very, very low skill level. A couple kids from Long Island, a couple kids from Connecticut, all were the best players, of course, on the team. Uh, at the time, Arizona, you know, was the best team because they were coached by Mickey Miles, who may still be there, who knows. Uh, and then that Arizona got replaced as the best team, Arizona State, when Chris Malone was coaching there. So I, the, the, it was club lacrosse. So I remember my, I remember playing my first game against Yogi's. Uh, they were a club team that Glenn Miles was on, and a bunch of the, you know, guys back in the day. And I believe I had a lot of points in the game, and they never. And I think we maybe, <laughs> maybe we won, and they were, maybe we won, and they were really mad, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I, uh, you know, laughingly was like, yeah, well, dude, you guys, they don't really, you guys, it's not really lacrosse out here yet. So you, you, know? so, so honestly, you played, you, you finished two years of college out there, and then when were you playing with Ryan Plunkett and Botnick? That was club lacrosse out oh, there? No, yeah, 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 of course. Plunkett and I met uh, when I was up in L.A., but we played, we played uh, on our, we had many teams together. Guinness was one of our teams, and uh, Miller High Life was one of our teams that were sponsored by these people these companies, and we were a good team. We were a bunch of uh, East Jimmy Palmer, Mark Botnick, a couple Canadians, yeah. actually, very funny at the time, a couple Princeton guys, uh, Brian, wait, oh, what's the kid from Hopkins? Helicopter pilot. Brian Lucas. Yes, sir. Brian, Lu- Brian Lucas. Yes, sir. There you right. go. Thanks. Had yep. a 142-mile-an-hour <laughs> shot, right? He had a bazooka. Oh, great, we had great a, team. Yeah. We actually had a legit team, so that's when it shifted for me. When my club team was really actually good. The only team that could beat us was Marin because they were stacked. Yep. Marin's yep. always stacked, so uh, we would lose to Marin, but we would win down here. No one could beat us down here ever in L.A. And the progression of youth lacrosse, i got to say, my 18-year-old Jake doesn't play anymore, but I obviously coached kids that are his age who are all seniors right now, had right. very strong teams at Loyola in L.A., Loyola's an all-boys school that I've coached yep. probably 50% of that team. Those boys are all – they're very good. Um, also, i got a couple of kids who play on Crespi. You know, i got kids all over the place who yeah. I coached, and they're all playing, you know. And, and like my son Lucas, he uh, finally turned the corner, and he made the L.A. Heat for Jimmy Burrell and Mario and, sure. uh, also, and also the Santa Monica Dragons for uh, Eric Crum and Matt Canoni. And, dude, hey, here's how it's grown. Let me just give you the quick, the long and the short of it. I coached in the LXM Pro Tour, went all over the place. Andy and I coached against each other in a game. Remember that? A lot of fun. I yeah, I did. Radner. One and one, yeah. one and one, I, we split. That's right, one and one, yeah. <laughs> and so we, uh, you know, that, that itself helped youth lacrosse grow all over the country, you know. But out here in itself, I got to say, now all the high schools, including Notre Dame, just hired Ian Mills. You know, uh, Eric Crum's the head coach at Harvard-Westlake. Gavazin, Mike Gavazin's the head coach at Windward or one of those private schools. Uh, so everyone, they're all starting to have teams, and that's why we have this independent team, the Riptide team that I'm coaching, because 
the sport has grown so fast that everyone wants to play it. And a lot of kids, man, would rather play college across than college baseball. And I'm talking about the best kid on the team, the center fielder that plays yeah. ready for me, little, little Matty Fuhrer. I love him to death. I've known him his whole life. Says to me all the time, hey, Pete, I, man, I, I just I don't really want to play baseball anymore. I'm like, you don't need to, Matty. You need to work on your left hand. <laughs> right and relaxing and relaxing and realize the athlete you are. You know what I mean? Like, lax is it's so much better than any other sport. I feel. Who do you, who do you guys play as an independent high school comprised of? You know, I'm assuming the kids on your team are kids from schools that don't field varsity teams, and that's how they end up right. on your yes. team. Is that right? So, now, do you yes. actually go and play other teams made up of a, you know a cavalcade of local kids that also don't have no. varsity school Mostly, options? What's, the, what's no. your schedule? I think that one of the teams, like the first team we play in Long Beach, I think there that might be a situation like that. But other teams we're playing all other varsity programs, so. <laughs> It's, it's going to be interesting. Really tough schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm very aware. And am I wary? No, I'm not wary. You know, I'll handle it the way I'll handle it. It's not a big deal. But the kids, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say wary. I, that wouldn't be one that I would, I, right. I, I would say describe you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Well, and plus, you know, Lucas. I put it on Lucas just like if I, if I, if James was in the car with me. I would say the same thing. It's like, look, you're 14. You're a freshman. You think you're big. You think you're fast now. You think you got good hands. There's going to be seniors putting it on you, kid. That's right. And I tell them all, I tell them all, you better hold on to those sticks because if and when you do get helicopter checked and it flies in the air, our whole bench, including me and the other coach and the timekeeper, are going to all yell weight room. (laughs) (laughs) There's not not a huge huge difference in the dynamic of competitive spirit with West and East Coast kids. you got competitors that you're touching or you're drawing out the competitive spirit in all the guys that you continue to coach, right? At, well, yes. Every dad that has had me coach their kids since they're seven years old who now are on my team as freshmen, which are about seven of them, all are like, dude, you're, you're the guy for this kid. I can't, you know, he doesn't listen to me. Make him, you know, make him do this, make him do that. You know, can you, can you give him a private lesson this week? He needs, he needs help. You know, that that's the good part about it, bro, is that we're, we're, we're dads, and we love our sons, all three of us, more than anything in the world. And our, obviously, Ty, we love her, too, more than anything in the world. Um, but it's, it's a situation where we understand how to treat children, and that's the most important thing when you coach them. Put me on the front line, leave me with a dumb mind, with no defenses, but your defenses. If you can't stand a few the pain, then you are sensitive. Hey, Dante. What's it going to take to continue that growth out there out west? Uh, specifically in my area, uh, especially with programs like 3D, um, Jamie Monroe and Zach Burke and those guys have to be L.A. They, don't, they didn't understand L.A. very well so far. So, so other programs like the Dragons and the Heat and these other teams are going to get the best players for now because it's very specific here, man. You've got to understand, these people, most of them, if they aren't wealthy, then the kid loves lacrosse, you know, it, the situations are very specific out here just because it's L.A., you know? So sure. I think that it needs, it needs to be handheld by a person who, number one, has children in the program, like a Clark yeah. Pierce type guy, you know? Yeah, um, I know. Number two. Clark Pierce, number right, two in high school. Yeah, number yeah. two. Yeah, no kidding. I know. Yeah. Um, he's moving, by the way. He's leaving L.A., uh, which is crazy. They're moving back to Pennsylvania, and everyone's sad about it. I ran into a mom yesterday. I can't he's imagine sad. why you'd be co- sad for moving to Los Angeles to Pennsylvania. 
Uh, Laura's <laughs> rock bottom. Love you, Clark, but that's, that's a, rock bottom, bro. Well, well, by the way, not, no offense to anybody back there, but Jesus, you don't leave this place. This place is the bliss. It, it, it right. doesn't rain. But I guess that's you know? relative because if you were moving from Vermont to Pennsylvania, you know, you'd be doing cartwheels all the way down I-95, or at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, Coach, some may look at that as a lateral move, but others that actually know, yeah, would be doing back handsprings. <laughs> out of their garage, out of their garage, into PA, going, woo, where's Penn State? <laughs> what was that guy, Glenn Seal? Glenn Seal was the guy that recruited us? Glenn Seal back in yep. the with the glasses, right? Yeah. Penn State, yep. Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. That is. Long time ago. Um, So, Dante, I got the last question yes, for sir. you here to kind of wrap up this segment. What's next for Peter Dante, the actor, singer, comedian, general entertainer? What's next for you on the docket? Where can we see you next? First of all, we got to lose the comedian part because I couldn't tell a joke if you handed it to me and fucking gave me the mic. I, I'm not that. I can't. I'm not that guy. Anyways, no, I feel like I'm going to do a podcast like you guys are doing right now called Dante's Basement and have all of my friends and family and people that I've ever worked with that I love, like my first ultimate guest on that show is going to be Gary Shanley because of how supportive he was to me when I was a production assistant. He'd come watch my band and he gave me a job as an actor and I played basketball at his house every weekend, uh, you know, and with people like Sarah Silverman, Bob Odenkirk, David Duchovny, Kevin Nealon, you know, obviously Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, everyone was at Gary Shanley's basketball games. Um, and that, guy would be my ultimate first fun guest because we've experienced everything together you know including smoking weed and talking to uh the tv when you turn the volume off on a soap opera and you each guy picks two characters so we each get, we each get to say what we think they're saying instead of what they're really saying and when you, when you, when you i swear to god when you do that with gary shandling and my buddy jason wilds did it with us once it is the funniest shit you've ever done in your life. Try it. Everyone should try uh, it. Because so General funny. Hospital sucks anyway, so just hit mute, pick a couple characters, and you say what you think they're saying instead of what they're saying, because it's what they're saying. We do that when we, I do that when we watch women's golf. And it's, uh, it's yeah, good. exactly. I, I want to come on that program when you, when you bring Be Real on. I've seen you in his car. I love that segment. It makes me laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh, Peter. The smoke box, uh, i got to say, dude, Be Real. It's like my little brother. We're only a few months apart, but he calls me big brother. I don't know why. He is uh, one of the most humble. Seems like a very genuine earth. dude. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. And he's, yeah, and he smokes like a chimney. And he's like, yo, man, he's like, you and me are probably the only two who can smoke as much as we do. He's like, <laughs> he goes, all these other dudes, if you go, if anyone goes and watches the smoke box episodes of people, watch how faded people get and, like, forget what they're saying and shit. <laughs> I, that doesn't happen with me. <laughs> I have way I have way too much to say to forget what the fuck I'm saying. Such <laughs> uh, funny stuff, dude. Well, we uh, we're looking for more out of you. I can tell you, my family and I love nothing more than when you send us the clips of you breaking out into Dante songs, uh, whether it's from the 
you know, the forest in Costa Rica, the beach of Jamaica. I'll tell you. How about making breakfast sandwiches? That was my favorite. He made a uh, I, I, Let me tell you something. Two guys yesterday who I had no idea who they were. I thought I knew them just because, you know, you think you met them or whatever. I'm at Philly West chilling, having a cheesesteak, and these two guys go, our favorite thing in the world is watching you sing on Instagram. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> two, two random dudes. And I'm all, and they weren't, you know, they weren't together. They were just two dudes. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, dude, you got to keep singing. You got to keep singing more on Instagram. I'm like, okay. It is the fact, <laughs> I've, had a little, I've had a sore throat from yelling at them. My look, shitty lacrosse team too much right now. But, yeah, I'll get back to singing. Listen, yeah, your passion yeah. for life, Peter, is uh, is one of a kind and certainly contagious in only the best way. We just love it. Uh, our day, yeah, and we're gonna let you, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the last part, and then we'll let you go, Peter. We know you're living a life that uh, that everybody wants to lead, but only one person can do it. That's you. That's why my son James <laughs> constantly wants wonders if there's a Pete Dante that I can a Pete Dante fathead that I could put on his wall when he wakes up and my daughter says every day can we call Pete Dante I said we're going to wait until your semester <laughs> grades come out and then we're going to see uh, yeah so that's we, right uh, that's right there's always uh, conditions uh, that's what our children know isn't that the greatest <laughs> we may be the, oh so such a great condition did the grades come out yet uh, well, they, they, they're never quite good enough. You know, I'm going to wait until okay. she's about 18, right. and then I'm going to have to just trust you. <laughs> you are hilarious. You are, and you're joking. so wrong. <laughs> so, Pete, uh, we, every, every week we uh, do picks uh, based off of this Twitter account that gives uh, uh, lines. Uh, for the games. Yeah. Uh, so you want in to pick with us? Of course. All right, perfect. So we're, I'm going to start it off. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give it to you, Dante. You're going to give us your pick. Uh, then the tower's going to give his pick, and I'm going to give mine, and we're going to move on to the next game. Cool. Right on. Yep. All right. So here's the first game. It's actually we have two Friday night games coming in. Uh, the first game is number three Syracuse going to Charlottesville. Syracuse is favored by three and a half goals. Dante, who do you got in this one? I'm going with the orange. Going with the orange. Going with the orange. Towers, what do you got? Uh, I believe that Dom, in true typical fashion, uh, after dropping uh, a game to high point, coming back to beat Penn, I think he's going to turn it around. I think they're going to put Mike Howard at the face off. He's going to neutralize Ben Williams. I'm taking UVA to cover and win outright. I got UVA. How's this, R.D.? Hey, R.D., by the way, he only says that because of how much he hurt Dom in his life. Go on. (laughs) Get it. I've got to know who feeds you, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) I got Virginia covering. I got Syracuse still winning. We're going to the next game here. Marquette going to Columbus to play Ohio State. Marquette's favored by two goals. Who do you got, Dante? I like Marquette, man. I think that program's strong. I like it. They're going to cover. Yeah. Uh, I uh, echo Peter's sentiment, and I also have Marquette. I think that they're uh, for real. I like Marquette's D. Uh, I like Marquette. I like uh, Ohio State not only covering this, but I like them winning outright at home. I think it's a really tough environment, especially with the venue and the thing that they've got going on uh, this weekend. Hey, have so you I guys coached State there? Ryan, Andrew, have you guys coached at Ohio State against them ever? 
No, I've never played them. No, I no? have. Okay. I played them. I played them during their right before their spring uh, football game in the big uh, in the horseshoe wow. uh, with 60,000 people. It was incredible. <laughs> great, great environment. Yeah, you could be right um, about that. Then. <laughs> so uh, next one, number one. Notre Dame, now we're starting on the Saturday games. Number one, Notre Dame going to Maryland, College Park. Notre Dame's favored by three goals. Dante. No, this is actually uh, in California. No, no, no. This by the way, Cal- this oh, game yeah, is in right. California, right. bro. Plug it. Yes. Plug it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I could go, <laughs> talk, to, I could, I could go talk to both teams in the locker room for Tillman or for Jerry Byrne, but I ain't going to talk to either of them. I think Notre Dame is a very tough defensive team. I just don't know if they can outscore MD. I like, I don't know, man. I, I, for me, I got to say it's a, it's a tough pick. I'm probably bringing my whole team to the game. Uh, I think, I, I, you know what? Notre Dame in a, in a battle going, out west. You going Notre Dame yeah. covering three goals? Yeah. Uh, I don't know to cover. But yeah, uh, I have got uh, – I think Notre Dame's a great defensive team. I think Maryland's a great defensive team. I think Maryland's going to dominate the faceoffs. Austin Henningsen is just in fuego. He's proven himself to be a top-five faceoff guy nationwide. To to give Maryland three goals when they're going to win 70% of the faceoffs, I like Maryland to cover. I'm not sure they win, but I, I'm sure they cover. I like Maryland. I like uh, Notre Dame straight up covering three goals. I'm with you, Dante, on that one. I got Notre Dame all the way. Yeah, me too. Although I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Maryland shirt right now, so I felt bad for <laughs> you. But yeah, MD. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, next one up, number two, Denver, favored Oof. by three and a half goals to number ten, Carolina. Uh, this one's in Carolina. Uh, what do you got, Dante? Look, I think the, the heels may lose, but I think they're going to cover. And if, I think that they. Honestly, especially with their first game lost to us, I feel that they are in, in, in a very big turnaround situation where they kind of need this game, you know. So I, I believe that the Heels are going to cover. I don't know if they're going to win, though. It's tough. It's a tough one. So I, I say Tar Heels to cover. Yeah. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to agree with Peter in this one. I like UNC to cover. I'm not positive they win. I hope they win, but I'm Me not too. positive they win. I, I'd like to see Stephen Kelly get. 45% or better at the X to neutralize Trevor Baptiste. I think that Carolina is going to hit its stride. I got Carolina to cover, and I hopefully win. Yeah. I got. I have the same as all of you guys. However, <laughs> this I, I have Carolina covering. That's my pick. However, this could get really ugly if Brian Volcom doesn't step it up in cage. Because if he doesn't, uh, this could get. This could be a 10 goal, 12 goal victory by Denver. Wow. Uh, next one up, number four at home, Duke. Favored by four goals against number twelve Harvard. What do you got, Dante? Don Donowski, Matt Donowski, my family. Duke, cover, win, skunk the Crimson. Don't give a shit if they've had big victories already. I think they're gonna smoke them. How's that sound? I'm I'm matching feet with old Peter here, and I am going with Duke too. I think Harvard comes crashing down to reality. Uh, I don't see a fourth consecutive overtime win. Yeah, uh, here I ain't see happening. that Duke covering. It ain't happening. I see Duke covering yeah. and winning outright. I've got, uh, I've got. If this was in Boston, I, I would see a different result. This is in Durham. No way. Duke covers, and it's probably going to get ugly. I agree with both of you guys. Uh, number five. Twelve four. That game's going to be twelve to four. 
204. <laughs> I like it. Number five, Loyola. At I think you're right. Cross in Worcester. <laughs> in Worcester, dollar twenty-five please. Uh, favored by, favored by four goals. Uh, Loyola okay, against two. Who they playing? UMass. Is Holy, Holy Cross. Holy Cross. Oh. Wow. Well, dude. Loyola. Sorry, different class. You know, Dave Cottle back in the day brought that team up to be where they basically have remained. I think they smoke Holy Cross at home. I am going to enter. I, I, I'm also going with Loyola. Uh, I think that had Loyola beat Towson, they may have been looking past Holy Cross here. I think them losing to Towson last night is going to be uh, something Wakes that Holy up. Cross has to pay for the bill. So I got Loyola right. cover as well. Yeah. I uh, I am going with Holy Cross here to cover, but not to win. I think a five-goal difference against Holy Cross, a 10-manning team. You know that they've had a full week to prepare for Loyola, especially now watching them win, uh, lose against Towson midweek. Uh, they don't have a lot to prepare. This is a huge league game for Holy Cross, too, as it is for Loyola. But I have Holy Cross covering Loyola winning. Next one. By the way, you numbers. you gotta always. Hey, Ryan, you gotta always watch out when you go play them Towson Tigers. I remember yeah, a right. four time over, four four time overtime game we beat them in in a muddy bloodbath, like eleven ten or something on their little that soccer field that no one goes to. Or wherever <laughs> they're we tough, man. <laughs> they're tough. They are tough. They're tough. They are tough. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. six, Yale. Uh, favored by three and a half against Bryant in Providence. Who do you got, Dante? Well, I wish it was at John Reese Stadium just because I love that guy. Uh, I have to throw Jeez. that out there. Jeez. Him, yeah, and, him and Brian Walters were two of my favorite middies and favorite guys. Uh, you know, guys, good guys. And obviously, Brendan <laughs> yeah. was in the mix with those kids, all those guys. But uh, can't can't mention the whole team. We know them all. But uh, I right. go, dude, I got to go with Yale. Uh, different class, Bryant. Uh, Kids who go to Bryant can't get into Yale. Um, <laughs> uh, not to demean Bryant in any way. I let you know, great lacrosse program, but I'm going to go with Yale. Bulldogs. Uh, I am also going to go with Yale. I think uh, I think they got a better coaching. I think they got better players. I think Yale is on a mission. I got Yale to cover and win outright mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got Yale covering and winning as well. I agree with everyone here. Uh, all right, here it comes. Number seven, Brown, Towers' alma mater at home versus UMass. They are favored by three. Dante, who do you got? Oh, my God. I'm going with Brown, flat out. I like it, Dante. I like it. Flat out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I also am going with Brown. I I think Brown is a better goalie. I think they have a better face-off unit from the X to the wings. I think they have a more dangerous offense. I think they got – I think they got a better defense. I like Brown to cover this, obviously, and went out right as well. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the opposing opinion here. I got UMass to cover this game, uh, but I do have Brown still winning. I think it's gonna be a tough game. Um, you know, it's, UMass has got a few more games under their belt. I think that helps them in this to cover, but not necessarily win. I think Brown's a better team as well. All right, Dante, here it is, man. Number nine, your Hofstra. Flying Dutchman or Pride, whichever one you want to go with, at home against Georgetown, favored by four and a half goals. We're yeah. favored by four and a half? Hofstra's we are Hofstra's favored by four and a half goals. That's way too many. <laughs> we don't, I mean, we, no, 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 we, 
hold up. Back the fuck up on this one. Here, it was, I mean, honestly, we're good, but that Carolina game, as I said, was an anomaly. You don't ten to five. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen all the time, especially Georgetown. They're not a joke. I say they we win. We don't cover. Mary's. They just lost to Mount St. Mary's. Are you shitting me? I did not <laughs> know that. We might cover. That can be Josh Burns. Burn might have about 10 goals on them then because Mount St. Mary's is where I don't know who went to play there, but it's one of my teammates, Robert O'Mara, <laughs> went there. Yeah, you know, uh, not so much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah who do you gonna, I'm going to go with the Dutch. Go Dutch. There you go. Who you got it, I am going to disagree with the count. I love I love where Count's heart is. He goes, four and a half goals, that's too much. That put me over there. <laughs> I see Georgetown's loss to Mount St. Mary's this week as fuel for Kevin Warren's return trip to Long Island. I see Georgetown playing the best game of the year, not only covering, I see him upsetting Hofstra and winning outright. I got wow. Wow. Uh, I do not see Georgetown beating Hofstra, but I do see Georgetown covering the four-and-a-half goal yeah. spread. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, where, that's where I'm going. I'm going. My money's going with Georgetown to cover I do have Hofstra winning that. Four and a half. Ah, you know what, though? They could. They could beat him by ten, um, given the situation. Uh, number depends, 11, yeah. Towson. Kevin Orange, yeah. you're, right, you're right about him. Yeah. Good coach. Number 11, Towson at home versus UMBC. Towson's favored by three and a half goals. What do you got there, Dante? Even though it's an in-state rivalry and UMBC, not a joke, played them a bunch of times, I think. Um, I go with the Towson Tigers. Me too. I got Towson as well. I got Towson is covering three and a half goals easily in this one, just purely the fact that they're at home and wow, what a role they're on right now. Um, number thirteen, Johns Hopkins at home in Homewood Stadium, a pick'em game against Princeton, who's non-ranked. Uh, who do you got, Dante? Uh, let me explain something to you. I think that uh, our boy number forty-three has been fortunate to keep his position. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm going to go with the Princeton Tigers upsetting Hopkins Ooh. at Homewood. I like it. I like it. I like it. At Homewood, too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> all right. I, go I'm going to go the other way. I feel like Petro and Billy Dwan, I feel like they win when their back is against the wall, and they have to win. Uh, I think they take advantage of, of uh, Zach Courier being suspended for this game. Uh, and I got JHU to win this outright. Mm. I uh, I think uh, what pisses me off about this this pick is Zach Courier not being yep. in. But <laughs> I'm still going with my gut. I'm still going with my gut. My gut says Princeton all the way here to win the game. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Dante <laughs> on this one. I got Princeton, even though that's a dumb pick because you should go to Hopkins with Zach Courier being out. Number fifteen, Villanova. <laughs> Favored by five goals against Delaware in Delaware, in Newark. Who do you got uh, there, Dante? Well, Delaware uh, just came out here, and they lost to Michigan, didn't they? Yeah. They yep. a trip out here. And Orange County lost to Michigan. 10-7. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're going to lose again. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, Chris Selva Chris is the coach, uh, one of the coaches now, I guess, over there, and we spoke. And um, their offense – does not exist. So, yeah, they're going to lose again. 
Yep, I got uh, I got Villanova covering five. Fortero's going to go big. I see six goals. I see Villanova winning nineteen to seven. I got Villanova. There you go. Yeah, I got uh, I got. There's no way Fortero has eight goals again. I sure I sure don't think he scores eight out of thirteen ever again this rest of the season. I think Delaware <laughs> covers. Villanova definitely wins the game, but five goals for Villanova to beat them by six. I just don't know they can do that. I've got five goal cover by Delaware. Number sixteen. Albany at home versus Cornell, upstate, upstate. This is uh, this is a big one. Uh, the old seven one six up there, baby. <laughs> seven one six. The Powell, bro- Powell right. brothers, Mike Lacrosse, Gates, that's right. Tom Maritek, right. all those dudes. Yeah. Um, Al- Al- Albany's favored by a goal and a half. What do you got, Dante? I'm going with uh, Cornell. The big red, nice. big red machine. I like that. I like the pick. I hope Cornell wins. I would love to see Cornell win, but I do love Scotty Marr and in this particular game playing in Albany. Uh, I think Albany's offense, after throwing up 20 on Drexel last weekend, Cornell has a, is an unproven offensive team. I like Albany to cover. Uh, I got Albany. Mm. I got Cornell. I'm going with Dante. I think Cornell wins outright. I got, I got mm-hmm. them. Uh, I got them outright. Number 18, Penn State going to Philadelphia to play Penn. Penn State. As favored by one goal, uh, basically almost a pick 'em here. Uh, Dante, who do you have? I'm going with uh, if you've ever played at Franklin Field and you know the nostalgia, which I have, played football and lacrosse there. Uh, when I went to Fork Union, we played them in football. Um, I'm going with U Penn, baby, at home. Penn Towers overlooking their home stadium. They're going to win. I I agree. Penn at home is a bitch. I got Penn yep. as well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I am I am in on the Franklin Field talk. I'm picking Penn for sure, uh, beating Penn mm-hmm. State. Um, so yeah. uh, we're all in alignment there. Number 19, Rutgers going to, uh, well, it's right down the street, Monmouth, uh, favored by five wow. and a half goals. Five and a half goals, Rutgers, number 19, versus Monmouth. Who do you got there, Dante? I got the rut. For sure, just because of how long they've been around versus Monmouth. If it was a hoop game, I might take Monmouth because they're pretty dirty this year. But yeah, coming into Westwood <laughs> and beating UCLA, a Steve Alford UCLA team, which they did pretty strong for a Monmouth New Jersey school team. Uh, but no, I'm going with the rut to cover. They're going to win ten. I am two. I, I am too. Rutgers is off to a great start. I think the trend continues. Brian Fisher's done a great job at Monmouth, but I just see Rutgers uh, ride the momentum. I see them uh, wearing them down. I got Rutgers to cover five and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same boat as all you guys. Five and a half. Um, if it was six and a half, I'd probably have Monmouth, but I don't. So mm-hmm. it's five and a half. I've got Rutgers. Number 20, the last of the Saturday games. Number 20, Boston University going to Buffalo. To play Canisius, Boston University is favored by three and a half goals. Who do you got, Dante? I'm going with the home team, Canisius. Ooh, interesting. Oh, actually, uh, hold I... up. Hold up. I know the head coach is <laughs> you. I, I mean, Boston, I, I should reverse that. I know that kid. Sure. I coached with him. Uh, I know both their coaches. I know the assistant and the head coach over there. I'm going to go with Boston. Sorry. Reverse I'm going that, Canisius. I'm going with BU, too. I think they're uh, too well-coached, and they have too much players. That's what I'm talking Sam about. Dominated great, the great coaches. Great coaches. This is this is Kinesis' first game of the season. This is wild. It's the first game of the season, wow. Kinesis. I've got them at home covering. I don't think they're going to win, 
but four goals for Boston University. Uh, I just don't see them. I, I see Canisius being just a pain in the ass for VU to keep themselves in the game the whole time. If it was in Boston, they're covering for sure. VU is covering for sure. But if that's going to Buffalo, oh, boy, it's going to be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. The last game of the weekend, it's on Sunday, Marquette at home uh, versus Detroit Mercy. Marquette is favored by five and a half goals. Another five and a half uh, goal spread. Who do you got, Dante? Marquette. Uh, I'm with Peter. I got Marquette as well. I uh, I actually have Detroit covering that game. Marquette winning. Last pick of the week. We have something called the Rock Bottom Bowl, Peter, and that is uh, <laughs> the game between the two programs struggling for an identity here in 2016. Uh, Ryan's alma mater and uh, five <laughs> years of my head coaching experience. We've got Dartmouth hosting Wagner in a pick 'em. Who do you got? Did you say Wagner? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Well, coach, coach. Unless you left that place in shambles, which I know you didn't. That's what well, happens. The when, big, when you, when, yeah, well, yeah. the Big Green is going to beat Wagner, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Yeah, We're talking about that Staten know. Island school, right? Yep. <laughs> I got I – got, uh, I am with Peter again. I just see too much Cam Lee and not enough Staten Island. I got Dartmouth beating Wagner at home. Ah, uh, let's go. Beast. Beast Godzilla. Cam Lee. Let's go, kid. <laughs> Let's get it together. Let's put the ball in the net. The kid Corzelius is legit, too. I like him a lot. Uh, Blair, Friedenson, Blair Friedenson has to, you know, step up his game. How well. many recruits you guys far. still have there? You guys still have kids there, right? That you recruit? Uh, yeah, technically the freshmen were half were ours. So most of the team is still guys that, that I brought in, yeah. Okay, good. Senior good. class, good. I think, was the last of Ryan's guys. Yeah, right. correct, right. correct. Um, so uh, that's it for the show, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. You are a beast, fun, man. I love you guys. That was it was amazing, and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it because it was I'm fun. Coming, I'm coming out. I'm coming out in June, and we're gonna get dark, Dante. So stretch out. I can't black wait. Guy black. 